All right. All right, so first of all, big yashakach to, uh, to Gadi Fuchs for sponsoring uh, this morning's breakfast. Shibizaycha. And the schuss of feeding Yidin and, 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 and feeding the, the Neshamas as well. Shibizaycha to all Shafir Rachavatzlacha to him. So Mishpacha, the whole Kilo, all Kwa Yisrael. Okay, so, <clears throat> so uh, we've been talking about the past couple weeks the sugya of Shaivivim. But the way we've going about focusing in on the sugya is more about. Shaivim uh, as it relates to dibur, to speech. That's what we've been talking about. Again, just the chazer over very quickly. I want to, you know, just to spend mamish a minute, just the chazer. What we established was, this is what we saw from the Vilna Gaim, the Zarek Kaddish Vachulu, a bunch of Marmachimus, is that, again, the, the tachlis of creation is for us to be able to experience the aleph, the, the aleph of Anoich Hashem Alekech, I am Hashem your God, the oneness of creation, the oneness of reality, like I was talking about on Shabbos, Nishmas Kolchai, the, the singular life of all things. That's the Aleph of Anoichi. And the issue is that the Rabbanu Shalom didn't create us with the letter Aleph, he created us with the letter Bez, which means that each and every one of us is, again, just the Chazer is divided into two parts. We have a masculine side and a feminine side. And as long as a person is disjointed and disconnected and the feminine quality, which is related to the moon. Again, that's, the, that's what we've been talking about. Just as the moon was diminished and disconnected from the sun, instead of it being Shnei Mar now you have the Mar that's called the sun, and the Mar the small luminary called the moon. Once there's a disconnect between the Zachar and the Keva within a person, now you're a base, and if you're a base, you can't receive Aleph. So the Tachlis of what we're trying to do in this world, and Befrat was happening by Gols Mitzrayim, and the redemption of Mitzrayim, was to realign, was to raise up the Nekeva, to raise up the moon, to return her mm-hmm. to the full stature of the sun, where they can be both, uh, they can both share the same crown, and the Aleph of Hashem is able to be experienced by, by, the, uh, by the couple, by the person. That's, that's the process. Now again, when we, when we saw that from the Zar Kadesh and so on, that this can be translated... Mm-hmm. And this can be translated, the masculine and feminine side of who we are can be reoriented and translated as koil and dibor. Koil and dibor. Voice and articulation. In other words, this relationship between koil and dibor, the way it's supposed to be, is that everything that is in koil is expressed in dibor. That would be what it looks like when you have the you know, sun and the moon are the same size, both sharing the same crown. In other words, whatever Kyle has is being expressed clearly and, ar- and articulately in Dibur. That's what it looks like. The problem is, again, like we said, the moon is diminished. There's such a thing as Gols Mitzrayim, which means that Dibur is disconnected from Kyle. And when there's a disconnect from, D- from Dibur and Kyle, it means Kyle, the, so- the voice, is unknown. And Dibur doesn't have, doesn't have the backing of Kyle. That's what we talked about. What does that mean exactly? So again, just the chazer, this is what we spoke about last week, that coil means, coil is connected to the lungs, which is the place of the heart. That's you. That's you. That's your, that's truth. That's emes. That's the, that's your deepest emotions, your deepest feelings, what you're really experiencing. And dibor means how you articulate, how you express yourself outwardly. And so the disconnect the Golas Hadibur, the disconnect between the male and female qualities, the disconnect between your, who you are, what you're truly experiencing, what you're truly feeling, what you're truly, uh, what's going on in your neshama, and your ability to articulate that, that disconnect, and it, that, that's called Golas Hadibur. That's, that's called being in a, 
in a, in a dis- disjointed state, that's called the letter base. And we spoke about this, we spoke about this, how, how Maish Rabbeinu, who takes us out of Mitzrayim, is a perfect example of a healthy connection between Koil and Dibur. Everything Maish said, he said it with his entire being. Every word that came out of his mouth were Devarm Hayyotzim and Halev. These were words, they were articulated, but they were coming from his heart. They were, they were an expression of his heart. And when that happens, just as the Zohar and the Keva come together, it produces the Mazel Tov, right? And so too, when the Koil, when the inner voice, when the inner sound, when the truth of the heart is then articulated with the words, that's a Zohar and a Keva union, it also produces something alive. And Devarm Hayyotzim and Halev, Nechnasim Halev. That was Moshe Rabbeinu. And so that's, that was the idea when you're talking about Kol and Dibur being one. Again, the problem is, is that the Jewish people in Mitzrayim, and this is what we go through, is that there's a disconnect where we say words and we don't mean it, right? And even, I mean, uh, you know, it can be in certain cases where literally you, the, the person is lying. So like, literally there's a disconnect between truth on the inside and the words that are being said. That's mamish, uh, that's mamish uh, a real Kol Hadibur. And the more a person is disjointed like that, the less they're going to be able to experience the Alva of Hashem. <laughs> but even in cases where the person is saying the truth, but if it's not, if the person is just, uh, just talking without kavana, the person's not, not putting their heart and their emotion into their words, that's also, not, that's also a disconnect between the Kail and Dibur. So <clears throat> we spoke about last week, again, just, just quick Chazara, we spoke about last week how two, two schoolers, two, uh, two Avaitis that we saw from the Svarim, to help a person begin to realign their coil with their deeper, to be able to say words and to actually mean it. <clears throat> so we saw, we saw something from Rav Tzadik Akain of Lublin that he said that a school to do this is to connect your learning with your davening. Learning with davening. Learning is, is, an exp- is, is connected to coil. It's an expression of truth. It's the truth. And, de- and davening is always connected to deeper. So if a person wants to sort of in the neshama, you know, uh, you know, build, build a healthy infrastructure of koil and dibur being together. So if a person connects one's taira to tefillah, that's also building a connection between koil and dibur. And then with time, the more a person learns where they daven and daven where they learn and davens what they learn about and learns about what they daven about, the more you connect in your avodas Hashem, the world of taira and the world of tefillah, the more within yourself, slowly but surely, you'll find yourself speaking more truthfully, and whatever you say, speaking, speaking with more heart. Because what you're doing in your Avaidah with Tyra and Tfilah is that you're knighting Kail, which is Tyra, right? the sound of the, the Kailas of Harsinai, Tyra is considered to be, is connected to Kail, and Tfilah, which is connected to Dibor, Shmanesri, we move our lips without, saying, without making sound. So the more Kail and Dibor can become one in our Avaidah of Tyra and Tfilah, the more we'll find our, our personal Kail and Dibor becoming one, in the way we speak, in the way we articulate, in the way we go about our lives. That was one school that we saw from Rav Tzaddik. And then we saw from Rabbi Nachman as well, uh, that there's also such a thing that a person can, that, that in davening, the more words that you say and the, and the more chazara that you put into your davening, the more automatically you'll rediscover that koil. So a person davens and, and, he, and he wants to have kavan and he wants to feel, but he's just like, it's not happening. He, like the heart is locked. Like the koil is just not coming. It's not emanating out in the words. So Rabbi Nachman said, there is such a thing of just keep on saying more and more words. Daven again and again and again. And with, 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 with riboy devarim, with, with, uh, with uh, an increased amount of words, all of a sudden 
that will be able to rekindle the coil, the voice itself. And we, sp- we explained, I'm not going to cause this, but we explained last time how this is rooted in the Kisferi. We explained that, how that, how, that, uh, how that trick works. But by the way, if you just think about it, this is all very much related to Tubishvat. Today's uh, era of Tubishvat. It's very Tubishvat related. The whole lineage of Tubishvat is about connecting fruits and trees, right? Tubishvat is Rosh Hashanah Lilanis. It's a Rosh Hashanah for trees. And the way we celebrate Tubishvat is by eating fruit. It's brought down this farm to Davin on Tubishvat for an Esrig. Esrig is the, we Chazal say that in the beginning when the Rabbanishal created the world, he wanted the fruit and the trees to taste of each other. That the bark of every tree should have a sweetness like the fruit. Didn't work out like that. The only tree that listened is the Esrig. So the Indian of Tubishvat is to connect the fruit, the fruit and the trees, is to correct that mistake of the, t- of the fruit not ta- and, the, and the tree not tasting like each other. That's why we specifically connect to an Esrig on Tubishvat because that's the, that's the tree that did, that did listen, that the bark and the fruit do taste similar to each other. What does this have to do with what we're talking about? The tree is coil. The tree is coil. And the fruit is the dibur. And so connecting coil and dibur, which is what we're talking about, zacher nekeva, the fruit, the tree is the masculine and the fruit is the feminine. Connecting those two is exactly what we're talking about. That's the whole meaning of, of Tubishvat. <clears throat> so again, going back, this is the story of Gols Mitzrayim. We're in Gols Mitzrayim because there's a disconnect with our words. It goes back to Yesvat Tzadik saying Lashon Har against the brothers. It's all, it's all related to this story of Koil and Dibur being disassociated from each other, <coughs> words that are not said with heart, words that are said that are untrue, words that are said to divide. <clears throat> That's all the problem of Gals Mitzrayim. And the Gula is slowly but surely trying to repair that, trying to bring Dibur back to be in sync with Koil. That's Moshe Rabbeinu, he redeems us, which is, by the way, also why Pesach night, which is the beginning of redemption, the, the mitzvah is to speak, but Kolamar Belasapar. To speak a lot. That's like the school of Rabbi Nachman. To talk a lot and a lot and a lot. And that, that itself brings out the call. Okay. So that's what we spoke about. That's B'Kitzah, what we spoke about until now. Now let's move on to the next, next slot. Now, I mentioned from the Riyak Kaddish that even when the, when the process of returning the moon to its full stature is underway... But it's not Babasachas, it's not immediate, right? It's not immediate. It goes through different stages. So again, stage one, it's like Ragla Yardis Mavis. The moon is all the way in the bottom, completely disconnected. The person is saying words without a heart, the person is saying Lush and Har, the person is saying words that are that are not true. They don't, the person doesn't even know who they are anymore because they're completely caught up in just their persona on the outside. There's a complete disassociation between your Debor, how you're expressed outwardly, and who you really are. That's Gaulus, okay. But then you slowly but surely begin the process of Gula, of trying to uplift Dibor, of trying to realign it with, with, with the truth, to be able to, to begin to say, to, to begin to rediscover what you really think and what you really feel, to become a little bit more in tune with your heart, and then to try to express that in your words. That's Gavaldic. But the Rizal taught that even when that process begins and Gula begins... There is a stage, however, where the moon is, is where, the, where the nekeva, which is the moon, is connected to the sun, but still the sun is bigger than the moon. And, and so to speak, the light of the sun is still too much for the moon to be able to give over. And so the moon can only reflect, it, it's reflecting the sun, so it's doing its job, but it's only able to reflect a little bit of the sun. 
In other words, even when this process of redemption is underway and Dibur begins to reconnect to Kael, but there is a stage where, Kael, where the Dibur is unable to truly express everything that Kael has to say. It could, express, it could function as a way of expressing Kael, but only a certain aspect, a certain limited percentage of the Kael. The entirety of what the person is feeling is unable to be articulated. We've all, we've, a person has experienced this all the time. A person, let's say, has deep feelings and deep emotions and a deep feeling about something, and then you try to express it. Like, you could give over a little bit, but it's very difficult to take, to take everything a person's feeling in their heart or, every, or, or the entire, like what I'm feeling right now, uh, the, the idea that you have in your head, the, the idea that you have in your head to be able to try to completely give that over in words is extremely difficult. So, uh, you know, even when a person's divor is pretty good in terms of it being a way of expressing one's coil, but there is such a thing of where at, at the end of the day, the sun is still bigger than the moon. So there's different stages. Again, the first stage is that the moon is not even reflecting the sun. They're completely disjointed. The second stage is, no, 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 the moon is reflecting the sun, but Lamaisa, the, the sun is still bigger than the moon. So there's only so much that the moon is able to receive, that the moon is able to express outward. It's just that you know, there's, going to be, there's going to be maybe the vast majority of the idea or the feeling that's left behind. That's, and that's still Gullus. The ultimate Tachlis is, as I said, sun and moon, same size, same crown, where everything that is in Kyle is being expressed in Dibur. That's, a, that's, that's ultimate Gula. But, but now, what I want to talk about now is that middle stage. That middle stage of where a person is expressing themselves. And there is a, a tr- the words are coming out of the heart, and they are words of truth. But it's not the full truth. It's not the whole truth. And to a certain degree, it can't be until, until, uh, until that final gula. So let's, let's investigate that subject. Okay, so, fine. No fact, Thomas. Marmokin number one. So Marmokin number one is a piece from the Vilna Gaon. The Vilna Gaon talks about this idea many, many places. This is a big topic by the Vilna Gaon. So we're only going to... You know, a little moon for a big sun. That's what, uh, that's what we're going to be learning today. So the Vilna Gaon writes in his commentary to Safra Tetznei, so this is on page Yutes Amid Gimel. The, the, the Chazal that the Vilna Gaon always uses to bring out this point of even when you have a redemptive experience, even when you have Dibur working in tandem with Kol, even when you have an Akeva working together with the Zacher, but the Zacher is still bigger than the Nekeva and unable to give everything he has to the Nekeva, the Chazal that he always points to is a famous, famous Chazal about the Leviathan. Again, there's a lot of details here that we're not going to be able to explain. The sun is still bigger than the moon right now, but, but, uh, but the, Levi- the Chazal says such a thing that Hashem created the world in such a way in the beginning, there were a, a, a pair of Leviathan, yeah. the, mask, the male and the, and the Nekeva. And Chazal say that Hashem saw that if they were to become, uh, they, would, they would have children, they would have uh, offspring, it would be too much for the world. And so what Hashem did was He killed the Nekeva and Sires es Hazacher. He was Mesaris the Zacher. He uh, cooled down the Zacher. So that's what Chazal, Chazal say. And Allah said, Love, I, you know, the, the Zacher will, will, will be able to, uh, uh, you know, to, to not be Mesuris. Again, you know, Mesuris means uh, to be cooled down. They're not, not able to. To uh, whatever it is, you'll, you'll go. Yeah, okay, so you'll Google it. Fine. So you Masaris the Zacher and the Lasalava. You won't be like that. Then the Keva will come back to life, and we'll be able to to be one and have offspring. That's that's Chazal's. Okay. So listen to what the Vilna Gaon says. Amru Chazal say Lovyosin Zacher and Keva Nivru that Lovyosin were created male and female. 
And if the and if they were allowed to to procreate to come together, the whole world would be destroyed. Ma'asas, what did Hashem do? Sirius is a zocher. He's mesaris the zocher. He cools down the zocher of Harigas and Akeva, and he kills the Nekeva. Vo'inyan. What does this mean? So the Vilna Gaon says that this is not just a story about fish. This is the story of the moon. This is the story of the Zachar Nekeva. This is the story of Mitzrayim. This is our story. That there is a name of the Zachar Nekeva. And for whatever reason, again, he's not, there's a lot of details here that we're not going to go into. But for whatever reason, Hashem decided that the moon has to be diminished. The Zachar Nekeva are un, unable to, to be together in such a way where all of the Zachar is expressed through the Nekeva. It's not happening. <laughs> and so what did he do? So this phenomenon is what? Is that the, 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 the Nekeva is killed, right? In other words... Deeper by itself falls to the wayside, that's Gala's. But even when, when the Nekeva is brought back to the Zohar, Sirius is a Zohar. Sirius is a Zohar means that the Zohar is unable to give everything it has to the Nekeva. And that's this, that's this experience right now where Debor is expressing the coil, but it can't express all of the coil. It can't express everything. A piece, a little bit of what you're feeling can be expressed, but not all of your heart. Not all of your heart. So he says like this, What would it look like if the Zohar Nekeva are Mamish one? That would be everything that the Zohar has is being fully expressed by the Nekeva. And the world, the Rabbanish made the world in such a way that it's very difficult for the world to, to experience such a level of Shefa. That if, if the Zohar would be able to express itself in full through the Nekeva, that would be uh, too much information. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes people... You know, sometimes people struggle with this, that there is such a thing where we're describing it, here, we're describing like a gullus, like it's a bad thing when you can't express everything through your words. And that's true, like, <coughs> the big picture that is in exile, but Lamaisa, the Rabbanu made the world in such a way, where, 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 where sometimes a person has to have that stage, where it's like too much, you know, sometimes you don't have to share everything. Right, sometimes a person's in the, in the mood of sharing, and you want to, that, that's, called, that's called your zacher expressing itself through the nekeva. That's called saying the words that are true. But sometimes you don't want to overwhelm, you know, guys on a first date, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, he was told before he goes, hey, you have to be honest, you have to be real. Okay, you know, uh, it's not going to be a second date, right? So it doesn't work like that. But maybe it could, it could but with time, you get to know each other slowly but surely. Okay, then slavishly you can express yourself more. That's what it is. So there is such a thing. Like even though I, it's unfortunate. I ghoul the guy who went to last week's shir. He's like, what do you mean? The zacher should express itself through the nekeva. My word should be completely I'm honest. I'm, everything of my call should express itself through my deeper. True, but Mashiach isn't here yet. You know what I'm saying? So uh, there is such a thing as gullus, and, and that's what Chazal is saying. That if the Rabbanu Shalom allowed the levias and the male, the male and female to to, to procreate. The world wasn't ready for that level of, 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 of oneness. The world would be destroyed by that shefa. So the person's like, I, you know, I'm done. Like, I'm not interested. You know what I mean? Like, there is such a thing. So a little bit, you know, there, is, there is a need for Simpson. There is a need for, for to, to hold back, for not, not all of the light of the sun to be reflected in the moon. The world can't necessarily handle that. If, if that were to happen, then, then every single moment would be daylight. And so it sounds like a nice thing. But uh, a person would lose their mind like that. It, 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 the world's not ready for such a thing. So he says like this: Kiyduah, like the thir- third line in Kiyduah, Shereiv Gisham and Metashas Shemesaris. Too much rain is also no good. 
Right? Too much rain also makes the soil no good. So it has to be the right measure. So Sirius is Azachar. So said the Vilna Gain. So what does Hashem do? Sirius is Azachar. Shed Gonzai be a side of any What Hashem does is he makes this phenomenon where even when a person is beginning to repair their Azachar in a keva, there is still at the end of the day a level of your Azachar, a level of your coil, a level of truth inside your heart that you cannot express in your words. And nor should you. Nor should you. There's a certain level of of, of, of sun that is bigger than the moon during this stage. And he goes on, fine, that's the, um, that's the story. That's what it means, serious as a zakhar. There's, there's another Pasuk that the Vilna Gaon very often quotes to express this. And the Pasuk says, Ar Zeru Al-Tzadik. Ar Zeru Al-Tzadik, Simcha. We say it Friday night. Ar Zeru Al-Tzadik. What is Ar Zeru Al-Tzadik? That Hashem plants light by the Tzadik. What does that mean? So the Vilna Gaon teaches it like this. Tzadik is always a code word for... Zachar that wants to be mashpia to the nekeva. Yosef is called Yosef Tzadik because he withstood that test of Zachar nekeva. Tzadik always means it's a code word for to be mashpia. Or Zarul Tzadik means is that with all the shefa that the tzadik, that the masculine side, that the koil wants to give and wants to express outward through the dibur, there is a level of light that's zarua that's still planted, that's buried within the tzadik that he cannot get out. And so what the tzaddik is able to give out is a little bit of, of his truth and a little bit of, of, of who he is. And the deeper is able to express a certain element of the heart. But the entirety of the heart is not possible. It's ours with tzaddik. There has to be light that's, that's still tucked away, that's still remaining by the tzaddik. This is the teaching of the Vilna Gain. Now let's, 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 let's bring this a little bit more practical and we'll see. And let's give a little bit of a way in Avodis Hashem to sort of navigate this process. Because, in other words, what we're seeing right now is that even in the avoda of redemption, of being able to to get to that place of mm-hmm. that your words should be coming from the heart, it is extremely important to remember this nakuda that there that it's impossible, however, right now for all of the heart to be yaitzim and halev, to to be expressed. That can't be, and so a person has to be able to figure out a way in which, at the same time, you want to be able to express yourself, but at the same time, you also want to ensure that you're not overwhelming the listener, and that you're not, uh, and that you're not, and you're not ignoring this truth, which is that until Mashiach comes, Sirius as Azachar, the male has been cooled down, the sun is bigger than the moon. So you have to figure out a way. Now, so we're going to see. So take a look at Marmukah number number two, just to bring this a little bit more down. There's another piece from the Zohar Kaddish, again, Chelek Beis, Gimel, Meralf. This is a Zohar that also talks about Koyal and Dibor, but in a little bit of a, of a, of a different context that'll a little bit make it, uh, to, to bring it to our, our discussion. The Kol Asi Dibor, again, sound, voice, is, should, should lead to Dibor. There should be that, that connection. Koyal, should lead to Dibur. Dibur should express Koyal. And the ultimate goal is that Koyal and Dibur should be absolutely one. Koyal expresses itself through Dibur. Begin, but here, but says are like this, but here's the, the idea. Begin. The Koyal ihu Klal, Dibur ihu Befrat, ihu Prat. Vado Klal itzrich leprat, uprat itzrich leklal. This idea that we're talking about of where the heart has more then Dibur is able to say, what the Zohar Kaddish is explaining to us is that this is not so much of a question of information. That's, uh, certainly this, this part of it is that 
everything you, you know in your head and in your heart, you can't necessarily articulate. But there is, but there is, there is, uh, there is, um, there is a way to think of it in the following way, is that the, 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 the coil versus dibor is that whatever, whatever you're saying could be, could be details that are trying to give over a claw, trying to, be, to give over a certain more holistic idea that requires chewing. It requires words to break it down. Let me, let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. Marmokka number three. Reb Tzadik in Lekut Mamar and P.C. Aleph explains as follows. Who? The coil, when we talk about coil and coil's inability to express itself in full, Hainu Tarsh Bechsav, that's like Tarsh Bechsav. The Dibur will be Tarsh Bal Peh. K'mayish Isa Dvar Hashem Zuhalacha. So, here. Here, let me, let, me, let me try to explain. Let me try to explain. <clears throat> There are, when, we, when we talk about, put it this way, when we talk about the moon not being able to reflect all of the sun, yeah? That disconnect. So it's reflecting, but it can't reflect everything. There are two ways to think about it. One way to think about it is that the sun has just a lot of information, right? And the moon can only express like a certain percentage of it, right? So like the example I gave with the guy that's dating, okay? He just has a lot of, he has a lot of information about himself and like, you know, he shouldn't necessarily share everything. That's true. That's true. But there is, there is another approach, which is despite the fact that you can't share all the information, but there is a way, there is a way to distill, to take all the, all the information that you, that you theoretically have to share about yourself and like sort of see it Trying to find the words. There, there is a there is a way where a per, when when you when a person when, let's let's put it this way, when that guy's thinking about himself and he's thinking about all the things that he wants to share about himself to 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 the girl on the first date, and he says like you can't you can't share everything. So what am I supposed to talk about? I should only talk about like three percent of who I am. Informationally, maybe only share three percent of who you are, but that three percent that you share you can find a way that that's sort of, those are the, those are three, the, the information that you are sharing are, most are inti- most important and contain within them a framework and a picture of who you are. In other words, th- this, this uh, Bachar that I'm giving as the example, this Bachar might have a hard time like, how could I only share certain parts of who I am and not everything? You know why? Because when he thinks of himself, he thinks of himself as a conglomerate of many different pieces of information. So it's like, who am I? Well, who, who am I is 95,000 pieces of things. So now if I'm sharing myself, so like, if I'm sharing myself, then it means I have to share 95,000 pieces of information. So you're telling me I can't do that? So I'm only going to share a piece of myself. How am I supposed to make a relationship like that? The answer is, the real problem is, is that even in his, the problem really starts in his coil. The problem starts in himself. Instead of him thinking of himself as, as, a, as a, a box that has 95,000 experiences, like that's who I am. No, no. All those 95,000 experiences have, have, have come together in you. 
But there is, there is a you. There is a you that's bigger and deeper and, and more cloud than all these pratim that you've experienced in your life. And once a person can identify a little bit the cloud of who you are, like what makes me tick? Like when the guy's thinking of like, who am I? What, what does he go to? Does he go to like where I went to Yeshiva and my Rebbe and like the, my favorite food and like the cool story I had once like when I got pulled over? I, is, is, he going, is he going through all, is, what is it? Like who am I? So is he, does he have to start listing 95,000 things? If he's starting to list 95,000 things, then he's going to be stuck on that first date because he was told he has to share himself and he has, to, he has to be honest and real. So that means I have to, like, so how, what percentage of the things am I supposed to be sharing? Like what, the answer is, the problem is not in the percentages. The problem is, is that he, he's not, he doesn't, he didn't answer the first problem, the first question probably, who are you? Yeah, so in other words, well, the person has to, has to properly more identify, like, what makes you tick? Like, who are you? What are your most important qualities? What are your most essential, what's your most essential personality? Like, who are you? Not things that you've done, but who are you? And then all of a sudden, you've now identified, you've now been able to identify yourself, not based on a million pratim, but you've, been give, you've given a claw to yourself. Now, don't get me wrong, that identification of who you are in Klal is something that, that deepens and develops with time. So when you have a 21-year-old kid, or a 25 or a 50-year-old kid, right? So they, they can identify, and, and, they're and, they're, and they're thinking more maturely. They're not trying to identify themselves just in Prat. They're, they're trying to give that Klal, so that Klal might be a little bit, it, it, it'll, it'll develop with time of like one sentence, who are you, you know? Or what, what is your... What drives you? you know? But once you can identify the klal of your life, then even if you're only expressing certain facts of who you are, but those facts are hand-selected in, as, being, as being brought them to articulate that klal that you know of. And so then all of a sudden, it's not a matter of like, 3% of yourself is being shared and 97% is left behind. No, no, the, th- <coughs> the 3% that you're sharing is, is a constricted version of everything. It's a laser beam. It's a laser beam of everything. Instead of it being just a piece of it, it's a laser beam. The yes, yes, that's exactly what it means. The, 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 this is, and this is, by the way, in the Sermon Kodesh, understand this, that there's two ways to describe, to, there's a word that's called simsum, which means a constriction, right? They have a big, big ocean, and like simsum means like a small little piece. But there's always two ways to understand that. One hand is that it's a percentage game. You had, uh, you know, 100,000 gallons of water, and now simsum means I'm only, I'm only uh, going to take from that 100,000 gallons one gallon. And that's a percentage of the big ocean. But there's another way of thinking of Simpson, like more like a laser beam, that you have light, and the light is now being concentrated and focused into one little beam. Compacted. Huh? Compacted. Compacted. So, it, so it's true that at the end, you don't have this huge ocean, and all you have is one little, one little ray of light, but that ray of light somehow contains within it a tamsis, in essence, of everything. And this is, and this is the way to navigate this madrega, this stage of what? Of where the moon is reflecting the sun, but the sun is bigger than the moon. There's two ways to think about it. Either you can think about it, well, listen, it means there's so much, the sun has so much information and I am only able to share a piece of it. And that can be frustrating. But the answer is, the deeper way to think of it is 
that it's not, you're not sharing the, the deep or the, the articulation is not expressing just a piece of the information of the sun. Whatever it's able to share, it's sharing in such a way where it's the concentrated essence of the sun. And the words that you're saying are, you might not be saying everything, but contained within it is at least, is at least a, an essence that was behind the scenes of everything that you had in your mind. This is exactly, again, this is, the, again, the example of this that Ratzadik and Nisram give is Tarsh B'chsav and Tarsh B'alpeh. Tarsh B'chsav is, is like the sun. It's the klal. Zohar Siyam HaShav And then Tarsh B'alpeh comes and unpackages that. So the, every, every detail of Tarsh B'alpeh is there to give expression to that klal. And at the end of the day, does, does every piece of Tarsh Balpeh and like Hilchas Kiddush, it's all trying to, give, to get you back and to somehow give expression to that klal that's called Zachas Yamashav Sakadshay. As you can tell, I'm having a hard time expressing myself and doing this. This is not a, a simple idea. Take a look, take a look at, um, at Maramukha number four. Marmukha number four. Let's, let's try to move quickly. It's already getting late. Marmukha number four. Arisa Tyra, this is from Rav Kook. Parak Aleph, Ois Aleph. Tarshibachsav. Tarshibachsav. Anumakablamai de Tzir Hayoitzer Elyon, the Yoitzer Makif Shabinish Mesenu. Tarshibachsav means the sun. It means a, a, a certain picture, a certain, a certain expression of the Neshama that's, that's all inclusive. It's big. It's, it's very difficult to articulate that. On a margishim bekirvas have hakas teferas ha'ayra ha'chaya kolasas shall call you come in Tanakh. When a person learns Tanakh, there's a certain feeling of like just broadness and bigness. The topics are are huge, are vast, are are the neviim are not talking about muksa. The neviim are talking about justice. They're talking about idealism. They're talking about big ideas. That's that's what Torah is about. And that's Tarshavich Sav. Now, next paragraph, but Tarshavol Peh, then already Tarshavol Peh, what's Tarshavol Peh? Tarshavol Peh is Prat, right? Where, in other words, whereas Tarshavich Sav is talking about, again, things that are broad and big, and, and, and like, like, who are you? What is God? You know, that, that's, that, that's Tarshavich Sav. What's Tarshavol Peh talking about? Details. So, so you have this, so this is a perfect example where you can feel this disconnect, where Tarshavich Sav is talking about God, and it's talking about the Jewish people, right? And Eretz Yisrael, like big things. And then all of a sudden, okay, you know, Navi's over. And now you go to Gemara. And now you go to Halacha, Mishnah Burin. It's like, I don't hear anything about God. I'm not hearing anything about the Jewish people. I'm not hearing about Eretz Yisrael. It's all just like details. Mamish details. That's called, that, right, that, that's called Indibur. That's a disconnect. So what's, but, but, so, so, but a person has to realize, and this is the point over here, it's true that the entire big picture of Am Yisrael and Hashem Echad and Eretz Yisrael that is Tarash of Echsav is, it, it can't be articulated every single aspect of it is not able to be articulated in Tarash Baal the sun and the moon are not the same size the, the male of the Yasin has been cooled down or is the rule tzaddik that's true but here's our Avayda our Avayda is to real, it's just, is to try the best we can to realize that every word of Tarash Baal although the what is being said is not the big picture of Tarsh Bechsav, because it can't articulate that properly in such great detail. But to realize that it's like a laser beam, that the words of Tarsh Balpeh contain within it, they're coming from Tarsh Bechsav. They're coming from Tarsh Bechsav. And although the, the, the information and the content and the limud of Tarsh Balpeh 
doesn't sound like you're learning about God, and it doesn't sound like you're learning about Am Yisrael, but all of that power and that vitality and that broadness of Tarsh Bechsav is fueling every single word of Tarsh Balpeh. Again, just like the case of the guy going on the date. Once he's able to identify himself properly in that Klal sense mm-hmm. and, and, and say words that are reflective of that Klal, then even if what he's saying to the outside listener might not be so meaningful, but when it's being said as an expression of your Klal, then it's and then the words that the person hears through those particular words, the person gets a feel of the klal that was behind it. They might not be able to, to again, it's not being articulated, but there is a klal. So in other words, if a person goes about appreciating and learning Torah properly, even if a person is learning Hilchas Moksa, and they're learning something very, very detail-oriented, but those, but again, but those words are like a late, it's a concentrated essence. It's, no, it's, it's the way in which the klal of Tarsh Sav is able to express itself in such a way where it's not a piece of the Tarsh Sav. It's the entire Tarsh Sav being funneled and being packaged in these words. And the result of that is a person learning Hilchas Moksa, but feeling invigorated by it and feeling, uh, and feeling deeper, deeply more connected to Klal Yisrael because of it. Like, how does that work? You're learning about Hilchas Moksa and all of a sudden you become a bigger of Yisrael? How does that work? I understand if you're learning Tarsh Bechsav, you become a bigger of Yisrael because Tarsh Bechsav is talking about Kla Yisrael. But Hilchas Moksa is not talking about Avis Yisrael. So, how is it that by a person learning properly Hilchas Moksa, you become a bigger of Yisrael and you become a bigger uh, uh, lover of Eretz Yisrael? You become a, li- a b- bigger believer in God? The answer is because even though, because these words, they were not disconnected from the Klal, the Klal of Tarsh Bechsav is unable to articulate itself in a million details. But what it can do is it can somehow funnel itself in these particular words that when you hear these words and you could tolerate these words, all of a sudden it's like a laser beam that gets inside of you and then all of a sudden the klal of Tarsh has, you know, unpackages itself within you. And then all of a sudden by learning these particular words, you now have a, a more Tarsh mindset. Take a look again. Rav Kook in Marmukah number five. Paragimel, Eisgimel, and Arasatayra. Iker ha'yidiyahi. When a person learns Tarsh Balpeh, this is, this is very important. When a person learns Tarsh Balpeh, a person has to, has to go with the following mindset. Tiyaklolos ha'tayra deveka b'leiv b'chayzek v'akarburu kolkach. A person has to go into learning with a mindset that everything you're about to learn is deeply rooted in everything that Tarsh Balpeh talks about. Everything Tarsh Shavuot talks about, which is Amuna and Bitachin and Ashkacha Pratis and Hashem and Am Yisrael and Geula, these big, big ideas. A person going into learning Hilchas Moksa has to be mechazik themselves to know that what I'm about to learn contain, is being fueled and contains within it the concentrated essence of all of that. And then when you learn Hilchas Moksa, you're not just learning Hilchas Moksa now. This is a way into the sun. This is a way in, this is a way for the sun to communicate all of itself to me. When Mashiach comes, and the sun and the moon will be mamish the same size, then it won't have to play the spiel. Then the sun will be able to, then Tarsh Balpeh will be able to articulate in great detail every single aspect of Tarsh Bechsav, of these big ideas. But we're not holding there yet. So right now all Tarsh Balpeh can do is, is talk about small tiny things in comparison to the sun of Tarsh Bechsav. But the Chiddush of Yiddishkeit, and this is our Avaida, is to realize that in those, what seems to be almost petty 
things that Tarsh Belpeh talks about is in truth not just a percentage of Tarsh Sav. All of Tarsh Sav is, is being laser focused in those words. So he says like this, and it could get to the point of where the influence of the Klal and your connection and your belief in the Klal and the Tarsh Sav behind the scenes is Yushba your your the, the influence of the klal through the prat into your heart is so strong that by learning muksa, like I said, all of a sudden you're more, you're you're so deeply attached to the big ideas of Yiddishkeit, and the same devotion you would have to Am Yisrael and uh, big inyanim, just like a person would 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 do everything in the world not to disconnect themselves from Amuna, in a general sense, that level of attachment you'll have to Hilchas Muksa. Because Hilchas Muks is just a, a, a way in which the ocean of Tarshav Achsav is able to express itself in this prop. I, why can't Tarshav Peh just express in great detail all of these big ideas? Because some of them are not the same size. That's just the reality. But what we can do, at least, is, rec- is recognize that what the moon is able to reflect of the sun is not a percentage of the sun. It's the entirety of the sun in that small, in that small light. In that small light. So he says, three lines into Maramaka number five, but if a person learns Tarsha Balpeh without it being seen as an expression of the Klal, right? So you have, then, then it's, or it's like that guy that's sitting down on the date and he's, he's not, he, he's only expressing a part of himself and what he's expressing, what he's sharing is like, you know, it's 3% of who he is. So then nothing's gonna, there's no, there's no relationship that's gonna be forced. Like it doesn't, doesn't work like that. So he says, without this big cloud behind fueling the pratim, then every piece of Tarshbal Pez, its own little piece. And then Muk says nothing to do with Amuna. And then Hilchas Kasher says nothing to do with Am Yisrael. It's all just, just pieces. And what about Amuna and what about Am Yisrael? No expression for it. No expression for it. And that's called Gaulus. That's terrible. So he says, the zematel shibush and this causes a a mistake, a crack in the very foundation of Yiddishkeit. and it holds back a person back from serving Hashem with love and with devotion. A person has to learn Yiddish, learn Torah in such a way that it should be clear to them. That all it is is one Indian. It's one sugya. It's one sugya that's being expressed in many many different ways, and particularly in in small ways. But it's all one big sugi that's trying to be expressed. Now, in Marmokka number six, we're going to see, just moving quickly, Marmokka number six, we're going to see an example of this. How, so how do, I, how, do I, how do I do this practically? In other words, okay, let, let, let me take a step back. Let me take a step back and just hazard what we have so far. Again, what we have so far is, again, that even when a person is trying to realign their colon deeper and express themselves properly, the problem is that Lamaisa. Until Mashiach comes, the sun and the moon are not on the same size, which means that even when you try to express everything you feel and everything you think, you're not going to be able to do it justice. You're not going to be able to get every single aspect of your intellect to the Talmud. By its very nature, a Rebbe and a Talmud, the Rebbe can't give the information to the Talmud as the Rebbe knows it. Otherwise, the Talmud would be the Rebbe, right? So if, if, the, if the Talmud is not the Rebbe, it means even when the Rebbe is sharing an idea to the Talmud, it's not going to be the full picture. can't be. So that's what it means. The Leviathan is, 
is held back from being with the Nekeva. And even when he's with the Nekeva, or is what Tzadik, he's not able to express himself in full. Okay. So this can be seen as just a frustrating, as just a frustration. The Rebbe is just frustrated because he has so much information and he wants to share it. That's the nature of the Mashpia, that he wants to share it. But the Nekeva is just not, the Nekeva is not big enough to receive everything the Zachar has. And so this could, ha- this could result in a frustration on the Zachar side. And he could become so frustrated that he's just not interested anymore in being mashpia because like, I'm not going to be sad. I can't give everything over anyway. So what we're learning today is to be misakin, that is to correct, to, to alleviate that frustration. Where it's true, the Rebbe is not going to be able to give over all the information he has about that topic to the Talmud. True. But there is a way for the Rebbe to select the particular pieces of information that he's going to give to the Talmud but somehow to contain within those select pieces of information the general, the tamsis, the concentrated essence of the general idea. So you have something that you have the concentrated essence of, of an idea, and then you have all the particulars. The particulars of that idea in the Rebbe's mind is bigger than the Talmud can receive. But what the Rebbe can do is select the particular pieces of information that he is going to share to the Talmud, and using those pieces of information as a way to give over the essence. Again, just like the laser beam. What's being given over at the end is just a ray of light, but that ray of light contains within it the essence of the entirety of, uh, of the light that was, that, that was overwhelming before that moment. And so this is what's going on over here. Is that, so again, an example of Tarsh B'chsav and Tarsh B'alpeh. There's, Tarsh B'chsav has a lot, has an essence. It has an essence. And there's a lot of, 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 of details and, 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 and uh, you know, details that come with that essence. And that is not, Tarshav B'chsav cannot articulate all of itself to Tarshav Alpeh. It can't. The sun and the moon are not the same size. It can't. So what does Tarshav B'chsav do? So Tarshav B'chsav can say, you know what? My sugi is a muna, bitachin, am Yisrael, kla Yisrael. I can't, I can't talk about it. I can't express it. So all I'm going to share with you is Hilchaz Moksa. Zohar Siyam HaShavetz Lakadsha is about Amuna, it's about Maisebrashis, it's about big things. Tarsh B'chsav doesn't have the right word, it can't, it, can't, it can't funnel all of that, it can't, it can't express all of that in words. So all you get out of it is Hilchaz Kiddush. That's frustrating, and then you know what's going to happen. Then when you learn Hilchaz Kiddush, you have no shaykhis to Zechel Maisebrashis, right? And, and Tarsh B'chsav is frustrated by that too, because it's not giving up, it's not like, it's not, that's not what Kiddush is, Right? It's like if Tarsha B'chsav could come into a home on Friday night and see uh, what the guy is doing with Kiddush, would, would Zohar Siyam HaShavah recognize that? That's the question. But what we're saying is that there is a way. There is a way. Which Tarsha B'chsav can say, you're right, I can't give over, I can't articulate every single, what, what it truly means, Zohar Siyam I can't articulate that. But what I can articulate are the details of Hilchus Kiddush. And contained within those details of the Kiddush, I can use those words and those halachas as a way to give over the tamsis, the essence of Zachas Yom Hashavah There is such a way. And when, when Zachas Yom Hashavah goes into a tzaddik's home Friday night and sees how he says Kiddush, Zachas Yom Hashavah recognizes that. I, it's not, the person is not, again, it's, it's Hilchas Kiddush, but it has the tamsis of it. The Rebbe is able to give over a shear where he can't give over all the details of the seichel that he has to the Talmud. But whatever seichel he's able to give over can be seen as a conduit to, 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 to give over the essence of the inn. So in other words, and that's what Rev. Cook was telling us as an example of this. How do you do this? So how do you do this? 
How do you learn Tarshabal Peh in such a way where it's being transformed as a vehicle to give over the essence of Tarshabal despite the fact that the words that, you're, that are being said are not all the words that Tarshabal has to say? Well, the answer is by sitting down to learn and reminding yourself and being Makashi yourself to the essence of Torah, which is God Himself and Amuna and Bitochen, those fundamental core ideas, and to say that when I'm learning Torah Peh, whatever the topic is, I'm, I, I know, I'm, I believe, Animam in Bamuna Shlema, that what is being fueled, what's compelling these words is the Rabbanu Shalom Hashem Echad, Emikam Gai Echad Baretz, then all of a sudden these words are transformative. So it's, it's about, about reminding yourself that there's a klal behind the prat. And klal itzrech le prat, and prat itzrech le klal. And they relate to each other. The klal is being, trans, is being transmitted through the prat. And by reminding ourselves of that, we allow ourselves into that experience. Now, one other, one other I guess you could call it a skula, in a way, for anyone that finds himself as, as a Rebbe type of situation where you're trying to give over in, 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 here, let's put it this way. In other words, what we just saw from Rav Cook is more from the perspective of the student. Like, I'm sitting to learn Tarsh Peh. How do I receive these words of Tarsh Peh in such a way where they're connecting me to the Klal of the Rebbe, of Tarsh Sav? So the answer is, go in as a student, learning Tarsh Peh with the mindset of trying to connect to the Klal. Of recognize that these words are, 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 are not just words, they're not just ideas, they're windows and they're, and they're vehicles to get you into that big place of claw. In other words, this, the job of the student to, is, to, is to see these words as a conduit for the claw. That's for the, that's for the student. That's from the student. What about the Rebbe side? How do you give over words that they themselves are also vehicles for the essence? You have what I'm saying? Because there's two sides to the relationship. The student has to receive the prat as a way of getting the klal, and the Rebbe has to figure out how to package the klal in the prat. So how, did, how does the Rebbe package the klal in the prat? Take a look at Marmokka number 6, this is the Rambam in Hilchas Deis. The Gemara says, in a couple of places, a klal in, in teaching. The Gemara says, that a person should speak to his Talmud, should give over Torah to a Talmud, Derech Kitzara, in, in a short words, abbreviated words, not lengthy, not lengthy things like I'm doing. Like, Derech Kitzara, Derech Kitzara. So says the Raman like this. The Raman puts this in Hilchas Deis. It's interesting. Hilchas Deis. Now that's a funny thing, by the way, because this, this should be a classic idea in terms of education that should be in Hilchas Talmud Torah. Hilchas Deis is about the person, right? It's about your midas, your way of thinking. It's about you. It's a funny place to put how you should speak to a Talmud. But the answer is, as we're going to see in a second, the Ramam over here is going to describe to us that the way, how to give over to a Talmud particular words, but how those words contain within them the concentrated essence that cannot be said. That cannot be said. How do you do that? So says the Ramam, Lo'aylam yarba adam b'shtika. A person should get accustomed to remaining silent, to being quiet. And a person should only speak to speak words that are words of wisdom or words that are necessary. Amru al Rav, it said about Rav, Talmud Rabbeinu Kaddish, the student of Rabbeinu Kaddish, he never said an unnecessary word in his life. Every word that he said 
were necessary. That's how most people just say unnecessary words. But even things that are necessary to try to minimize the words. And for this, Chazal say, the more a person talks, the more it can lead to sin. Chazal say that the, the, a good, a good uh, body that I found to live, to live with is called silence. Now here, here's what he says. And here's the idea. Says the Rambam, this idea of remaining quiet until now, the Rambam has been described as like, don't talk so much. But now the Rambam transitions and he says even deeper. And he says, And even words that you do want to say, words of Torah, words of wisdom, that you do want to give over to a student, that you want to influence, you want to talk to your friends, you want to say over words that are meaningful. Speak words that the, word, the amount of words are, are few, but the inyan, the, the inyan of the words is great. And this is what we're talking about, to try to find ways to articulate, to give over pieces of information, where mitzah, the, the information, the, the words, are, they are what they are, but the inyan behind the words, the tamsis, the essence, the tarashibach sav behind the scenes is great. How do you do that? So, Chazal, so says the Rambam, the way to do this is to incorporate silence within the words. To incorporate silence within the words. When a, when a, when, 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 I'll give you an example. This past part is Az Yashir, yeah? Az Yashir. So the way Az Yashir is in the Chumash, right, is that it's, it's a, lot of, a lot of empty space. Why is there empty space? The answer is because the empty space, the empty space is the, is, is the space of where the essence can be said. If a person speaks and all that's being said are just the words, then all the, the, all the Talmud is going to hear also just the words. But in order to make sure that the Rebbe gives over the words in such a way that the inyanehem rubim, that the inyan behind it, the essence behind that topic is, is, is experienced, is palpable, is, is, absor- is being transmitted in those words. So the Rebbe has to make sure to say words, but also to incorporate silence in the words. When there's a pause, when there's, when there's a moment that's, that, that sort of allows the Talmud to hear the words, but, but absorb, absorb, but realize and to identify that there's something behind the scenes of those words. That's, that's, the, that, that's, that's what it means when Chazal say, to speak to a Talmud, to say a few amount of words, but to make sure that, the, that in those words, there's, Moments of silence. This, 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 moments of silence to allow, to, to give over the, the, the ability, to allow those words to, to act as a vehicle for something more than just them themselves. There should be empty space contained within the words. This is again, this is what's going on by Kriyas Yamsuf. Again, just like by Pesach night, to speak a lot. All of a sudden by Az Yashir, it's not about speaking a lot, but it's about speaking and, in, and but making sure that the words are vehicles for something more, something else, and that's and that we do that by incorporating silence within the words. This is why Rabbi Nachman, for example, said in uh, Rabbi Nachman said that there is such a thing in Chumash that when the Rabbanu Shalom says a mitzvah, it always has like an introduction to it. Okay, what do you Shalom or just get to the point, say the mitzvah? The answer is the introductory statement. That's like the silence. You know, it's like, Herzachayim, listen up, we're about to hear something. 
What do you have to, if you open the chumash, it means that you're ready to listen. So you, open, you, you made all the achanas in the world. You went to the shelf, you opened the chumash, you're ready to learn. And then the Pasuk says, okay, let's get, let, let's get ready to learn. I, I am ready to learn. No, no, no. When the chumash says, let's get ready to learn, it's saying to you that what you're about to read, there's more here than you realize. And, and, and that's the job of the Rebbe to somehow figure out how to give that over. And the way he gives that over is by... by by, by, by saying words, but incorporating hakdama, and by creating silent, silent moments and, and being able to figure out a way that those words should have in Yonehem Rubim, to have a lot of, uh, of Indian behind it. Let's, let's just finish off very, very quickly. Marmaka number seven. This is a famous letter from the Vilna Gain. The letter from the Vilna Gain says like this. He wrote this to his kids. It's well known. V'chol rega v'rega. It turned into a song. V'chol rega v'rega. Every single moment. Da'adam chayseim piv. That a person just just keeps their mouth shut, just doesn't talk. When they could, obviously, if you're, you know, it's not a big Indian if you're sleeping and you're not talking, but if you could talk and you want to talk, and maybe you are in the middle of talking, but you hold your mouth, you hold your mouth, and you, and you, and you, give, over, and you give over to others a very strong sense that there's more, there's more to say, but I'm, I'm holding myself back then what? Then a person for that is rewarded with the hidden light of creation. The hidden light of creation. That no Malach can possibly imagine such a thing. That's what the Vilna Gain says. What is this hidden light of creation? So take a look at Marmok number 8. The Vilna Gain in Safra Ditsneasa says as follows. Talking about the Leviasan and the Shar and the, 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 the Leviasan, the, the, the couple of Leviasan. The light of creation, the Aragon is the hidden light. The Chazal say Adam was able to see from one end of the universe to the other. That's what it looks like when the Leviathan is able to come together with, with his Nekeva properly. So in other words, just to tie it together. Says the Vilna Gain, the Lost Love, when the sun and the moon are on the same size, able to experience the Aleph of Hashem, that's, that's what it means to have the Aragonas. Says the Vilna Gain, and how are you zaycha to that? What schus do you have to do in order to merit the Aragonas? Speak, but also be quiet. Because when you speak and you're also quiet, it means that you're articulating. But, and although you can't articulate everything because the Vyasan, the couple, is not the same size, and the Zohar and the Kev are not the same size, so you, but, but nevertheless, you're, the sun is giving over to the moon all of itself in that concentrated form. And the way to do that is to speak, but also to be quiet at the same time. And when that happens, so you are, what you're doing is, is creating an environment in which, although you can't, the tzaddik can't articulate all of its light, but all of it is being given over. And so you're, from that, you'll be, you'll be, taka for everything to be able to express, to, to said openly and fully, zachar with the Sudas Leviasan, Zachar Nekev 100%, and that's the Arhaganas. Okay, halach lamaisa, the Ikra Vayde over here that we're trying to learn is that every single detail of Tarsha Balpeh, every single detail of Yiddishkeit, don't see it for just a detail. Don't see it for just what it is. See it as a way of the big picture of Yiddishkeit, of, ta- of Tarsha Bachsav communicating itself to you. When you go into Tarsha Balpeh, you go into the Pratum of Yiddishkeit with that mindset that something big is being communicated to you, or when you're, as the Rebbe, speaking to a Talmud and you're trying to, and you could only say details. But you, but you are consciously trying to communicate the big picture, then what you do is you communicate details, but incorporate silence, incorporate hints, 
incorporate sentences that, that give over the sense that there's something deeper behind the scenes that's going on over here. That's how this Yicha takes place. And then Bez Hashem will be Zaycha to uh, be able to express ourselves in full. Amen.